Playing the ukulele badly because this podcast is self-produced. Weird stuff has happened in the past and here I am to tell you about it, I guess. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Absurd Real History. Hello and welcome to Absurd Real History, the podcast where I find weird stories from the past and find weird people to tell them to. I'm Stacia Shanae and I am joined yet again by the wonderful writer, comedian and sometimes baker, Niall Johnson. Hi, Niall. Hi, Stacia. How are you? Good. You made a face when I said weird person. Like, I don't get why people are offended by that. No, it's accurate, but it's still, I I still, I feel like I should have braced myself for it. Like, it's true. It's true. But I'm like, all right, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, see, that's the thing, because I was recording, I usually say weird, and then I stopped, because some people were like, oh, that's actually a bit mean. Um, well, they didn't say that, but I could, I could tell by their energy, and I'm like, oh, right. And then Ren was like, you didn't call me a weird person. Ah, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, like, so some people yeah. understand that it's a good thing, but I just need to let you, you let you know that weird is good. Have you I, met boring people? They're very boring. That is true. I've heard that. <laughs> and I know that I've, look, I, a lot of your guests, I am f- firmly confident. Like, you know, I, I know a lot of these people. They're weirdos. We're all weirdos. We're just a bunch of goofballs. All right. Uh, gin. Do you <gasps> like gin? I love gin. Really? <laughs> I love gin so much. Like, yeah, I love, I love gin. Ooh, 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 I'm excited now. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah great. Okay, let's go. But what about gin? What about gin do you love? I like the fact that gin is like the cheapest way to create alcohol and it's become this like massively bougie thing even though it's like i think it's like vodka like before vodka it's like the the step i think so it's like the step previous and it was so cheaply made in india that they invented tonic water to make it taste better or something like that oh yeah yeah it's i loved it i love i love the taste of it i love doing weird things to it like loading it with stuff I love, I love, a, I love a little bit of like elderflower tonic water in there. Ooh, 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 ooh elderflower. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You I know, love, I love used to think, I used to think I didn't like gin. Okay. But I found out I do like gin. I just don't like tonic water. So this whole fair. time I was hating gin and tonics, thinking it was the gin I didn't like. Very fair. But then yeah. I had a vodka tonic. I'm like, no, it's just the tonic. tonic gin water, is yeah. actually lovely in itself. Yeah. See, I here's um, th- I like tonic water, but I understand why people don't because. <laughs> Like it tastes like, like like a like a snooty British person. <laughs> like it's so it it's it's abrasive, but I do like it at the same time. I feel like when I start liking tonic water is when my youth is dead. Oh yeah, fair yeah, that makes yeah. <laughs> I'm jaded enough that I was like 18. I was like, well, it's only downhill from here. Better start drinking this tonic Time's water. Done. Yeah. Well, this is perfect. Uh, okay. you, I didn't realize you'd be such a, a perfect uh, guest for oh, this. fabulous. Yeah, what I like is your enthusiasm and a lot of the stuff you touched upon. But you also, from what you're talking and about, leads me to believe that you actually don't really know what we're going to be talking about today. Sure. Which makes me excited. So, yeah, gin has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, or at least a, a version of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know where the word gin comes from? Oh, does it have anything to do with like juniper berries or something like that? Uh, I, yes, I, yes. Oh, d- does it really? Okay, sorry, go on. Yes. I, I don't know the exact thing. So for a really long time, gin, or at least a version of gin, was called yenaver. Okay. And then became shortened to yen and then just gin. It's great. I love etymology. But- it's really cool. Yeah, go on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yenaver um, is literally just the d- Dutch word for juniper. Oh, cool. And that's what gin comes from, is it's juniper berry infused. Sure. I don't know what you're talking about. It's vodka before. I don't, Maybe. I don't think so. But there, there's somebody going to be go. listening to this who 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 is like a distiller. And they'll be like, this idiot does not know what they're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go into a big history of gin okay. or yeah, neighbor. I'm going to be talking about the the London gin craze. Did you ever hear of this? Yeah. <laughs> You did, yeah. What do yeah. you what do you know about it? Oh, I I just it was like the time when like all the gin palaces got set up and stuff. Yeah. What, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. I'm excited. This is this. But is awesome. I like. Is that? Do you know anything about like? I just know. I just like vaguely know about the phenomenon, uh, but I couldn't tell you any details. I just know that it, yeah. It almost destroyed London, like as in 
just destroyed it as a city. Did it really? That's amazing. Okay. Great. Everyone was just drunk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everyone was just drunk all the time. It's incredible. Let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So gin first became popular in England when Will- good old William the Orange, William of Orange, took the throne uh, in 1688. Yeah. He was actually born yeah. in Holland, which I didn't know. But like, why the fuck would I research anything to do with William the Orange? You know, as a proud Irish woman. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is basic. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Battle of the Boyne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't hear about all that. Yeah. <laughs> so he would bring over Yenever from Holland, from Dutch, because I we, I told you gin kind of came from this Dutch drink. Yep. And although it was kind of all over Europe, monks, it was mainly a Dutch thing. Right, okay. And it was this fancy spirit that they, they drank in the... the you're like all the royal people, fancy people drinking this fancy it was spirit. Fancy. It was very fancy. Oh my god. Okay. Cool. And right. he was kind of trying to get it to because up until that point, the other fa- fancy spirit was uh, brandy, which was French. Sure. So he yeah. was basically trying to replace okay. it, uh, replace it with that because beer. I'm sure you know. You know a good bit about history. You know a lot of this time, beer was you know more readily available than water you know kids were be drinking watered down versions of beer but spirits were very this had been like late 1600s spirits were very much a luxury sure yeah yeah makes sense so another thing i discovered researching this well not researching this because it's come across in a lot so you're you're a history person i'm like not great i I know certain events really well but i'm really bad Mm -hmm. at like putting a linear thing Uh, on it yeah okay you know yeah yeah like, I know about yeah. certain events. It's tough. It's, re- yeah. it's really hard to do that. Yeah. That's why I love my pineapple episode, because it was, for me, it just gave me a timeline of life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, England and France were always at war. Yeah, like, con- yeah, pretty much constantly. Yeah. And, like, constantly. <laughs> like, I didn't realize yeah, how often they were at war. Like, every time I'm researching anything for this podcast that's to do with England, it's always like, oh, they were at war with France. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it went on a lot for a long time. <laughs> I like, I like, yeah, so I just was like looking at like the Anglo-French wars, the Wikipedia page, and it was just like, yeah. there's always a war. I was like, what? Yeah, relentless. Yeah, 100 years yeah, so, of war was a great time. <laughs> so during one of these wars at the end of the 1600s, yeah. uh, there was a yeah. general anti-French smell in the air, <laughs> in England anyway. And as I said before, like brandy was like the fancy drink coming yeah. from... France, but it was so a yeah. uh, good old our good old friend Orange Willie there and the British government mm-hmm. to put pressure on France, restricted imports, mainly brandy, and yeah. encourage gin. As in, like, don't drink brandy. Let's drink gin now. Let's drink gin. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, to that help, make, that, make, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you want to move attention away from the thing that your your enemies make. Yeah. That's and understandable. Others, yeah. So to help the British economy, they lifted a lot of restrictions on domestic spirit production, like taxes and licenses, opening up the market to smaller distilleries and essentially anyone. Wow. Okay. Oh, Uh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, yeah. And to put this in perspective, breweries, like making beer at the time, they were required to serve food and provide shelter. Gin essentially had no rules and then we enter this was the very end of the 1600s so then by 1700 the gin craze had begun in general the gin craze is said to be from like 1700 for like a good few decades oh for it's for decades oh my god okay i i i was very mistaken then (laughs) that's that's a long time for a craze that like the avocado thing happened in the 70s and then now but it was like there was a gap in between Wow, I didn't realize it was for that long. Okay, that's they cool. tried to stop it lots of times um, to no, to no avail. <laughs> stop so, the gin! Stop it! <laughs> London, in particular, took towards gin. So this was all over England, yeah. but London. This happened. It kind of coincided with rapid population growth, and as well as the lowering of food costs. So there was excess money for gin by the working class. So it's and money for gin, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fun. It's just fun. Like, what are you, what are you going to use with the, uh, your extra money this month? Well, probably gin. Like, it's probably the mm. same as last month. So, as I was saying before, spirits was generally not really a working class thing. 
Yep. Um, so this was the first time that working class or poor people like had experience with spirits. And there was no social norms around gin like there is gotcha. with other alcohol beverages. Like even yeah. in today's society, it's kind of accepted that like every country has their drinking norms. So yeah. it's acceptable to have like, uh, you know, you drink on, you go out and you drink on a Friday or you don't drink before 5 p.m. Yes. Like these, they're different gotcha. everywhere, but there yeah. are these rules and social settings that each country in each area follows in itself. Yeah. This was the Wild West for gin. Like there was no, there was no, no one knew how to drink this spirit. No, there was, so people were just drinking it all the time. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's very funny. Also, they didn't really know how to serve it. Like it was, so it was often served, <laughs> it was often served in pint glasses. Oh my so, God. Yeah. <laughs> that is class. Because they just know how to serve pint. So like, instead of getting, because like, they, because they just knew beer. So you go to a bar, yeah. like, oh, have some, like, they didn't know how to serve it. So you would just get like a pint of gin. So, well, it tastes like a shotgun blast to the <laughs> face. We better put it in a pint glass. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the lack of regulation, the fact that it was smaller distilleries, it was sure. essentially, essentially kind of became moonshine, like Homer making it in a bath kind of vibe. Yeah, that's my, my, my great, great uncle did that. So, yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. Ah, what was yeah, his name? Of, uh, Mick, Mick O'Leary, my great uncle's name. Uh, one of the best people ever. And yeah, I think th- this might be just a family tale at this point, but I, I, it is, I think, generally understood that he would make putching uh, in his bath. That's amazing. Like, like good for people in Kilkenny. Um, <laughs> have you ever tried pudging? Um, I don't think I have. Not proper pudging. I've had absinthe. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a bit of absinthe. I don't. I look. I, it's not. I think I drink often, but I have had it before, and I think it's quite nice. Yeah. Well, this stuff was essentially absinthe. The Yen Aver from yeah. Holland was, you know, usually around thirty percent. Sure. This would have been usually double that alcoholic wise. So the gin today is like 40%. This gin would have been yeah. like 60%. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. In <laughs> pint glasses. Jesus Christ. Not a drop, <laughs> not a drop of tonic water to be found. Not, no. This was before, because the, the whole, what you're talking about with tonic water um, yeah. and India, that would be about a hundred years later. That wasn't sure. really until the, yeah. This was. Yeah. East India Company and all that. Yeah. Like London gin was not a fancy drink, you know, not served with tonic or lemon, yeah. but more like yeah. a throat destroying way to escape daily life. Wait, wait, wait a second. You're telling me that the pint of gin didn't have a decorative slice of grapefruit with it? <laughs> no, no. That's, well, I will have to see it before I believe it. <laughs> life was hard in the past, not. <laughs> yeah, I believe. I, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was also, you probably caught this, but it was also extremely cheap. Yeah. For sure. There, yeah. Um, there was like a common phrase over many shops that read, drunk for a penny, dead drunk for two pennies, clean straw for nothing. Referring to how you would pass out on straw afterwards. Because you think, for, so for a penny, you would get a pint of like 60% gin. I'm no economist and I don't <laughs> know a huge amount about inflation, but something tells me that even then, a penny for a pint of gin is pretty cheap. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So you can understand you can understand it being that cheap and there being no social rules. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer it, it. What I found so great about the London gin craze is people might mention it in passing or there's an idea of when you kinda knew all these gin joints, but it full on almost crippled London. Like the street wow. was just riddled. Like as in any time you went down the street, like the working class areas from like any like you could be there like Tuesday at like 10 a.m. Just yeah. people would be passed out drunk on gin. Right. Wow. Uh, it was like zombie movie kind of thing. Like, it's something that came up a lot. I mean, there's only a couple of brands of gin now that I'm happy having neat or with like a little bit of ice because I mostly mix them with other things, be it tonic water or cocktails or whatever, like a martini or something like that. But like, this is like 60% fire in a pint glass like was were the people sipping it and being like oh wow this is delicious or or were they just like i it gets me to where i need to go and that place is the straw evidently well as well i mean 
London at the time, it, it coincided with huge population growth and with people being, you know, miserable working class doing. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. It always goes back to the, Fair. you know, people aren't happy. Escapism. Yes. Escapism. And it was also Escape, the first yeah. time people outside of the upper class had experience around spirits. Because you had mm. your fancy spirits, but they were made in fancy distilleries and very expensive. Whereas this yeah. was the first time, at least in England, but particularly London, it being like a condensed a, a condensed city, yeah. that they had access to spirits. So they're basically sure. just like a whole nation of. I mean, sure, you you remember being a teenager or like your first instinct with with spirits or with vodka, but that just being everyone. There's no norm. No one knows how much to drink. No one knows. Yeah. Yeah, can I? Yeah, that's sorry. You, you just you just reminded me of so a a thing that's very bad. Um, in my adolescence was that I started drinking with whiskey. Um, like most people, I not me, most people I know because we were a little little group, but most people I think seems to start with like beer or alcohol pops or something. Whereas I was like a, a kind of a fourteen fifteen year old who was had a, had a had a strange concept of of uh, masculinity so i was like gotta drink whiskey it's the only thing to drink if i would drink whiskey then i am a man so that just it it just reminded me very specifically of sitting in my friend's garden after our i think first night of each of us getting very drunk on whiskey all of us like telling stories about nothing really but every single one of us crying um, <laughs> and the next day like not looking at each other and it was only a couple of years later we were like oh god we probably shouldn't have started on whiskey because it's so emotional <laughs> my mom uh, only drinks whiskey does she oh mm -hmm. i mean i, I love whiskey and, and I, as an adult now I, ge I genuinely love whiskey but Me too. Uh, that was i don't think it was wise to uh, begin drinking on it and it, it doesn't help the old irish stereotype so to your american <laughs> listeners uh i'm real sorry <laughs> No, they love that. Americans love when we oh, yeah, sorry. stereotype. It's <laughs> Irish people that Irish, hate it. <laughs> yeah, Irish listeners. I'm really, really sorry. I wasn't on Seth William Street. Uh, I wasn't on Jury Street. I, I was, uh, I was at home. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a couple. I'm gonna give you a little fact here. Oh, that, okay. So by 1930, okay, there were at least like regulate. There is, uh, 1500. 1,500 gin distilleries just in London alone. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> Wait, one and, more fact. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, go on. Okay. I'm not quite done. <clears throat> as well as that, again, just in London, there was over 7,000, or at least 7,000, but regulate, so probably more, what they called gin joints, was like basically bars by gins. 7,000. That is so many places. <laughs> To drink gin, you could get gin anywhere. Wow, gee, that's that's unbelievable. I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of getting to that point again. The amount of play, the amount of bars you go into, and you feel like they're like, oh, we specialize in gin, so maybe it's uh, we're gonna get back there. Well, well, I I did a little I did a little bit of digging, and what I found was actually quite ridiculous. So okay. seven thousand gin joints just in London. Yeah, so I wondered, that's... like, okay, how many pubs are there in London today? So we can like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Compare. Yeah, great chat. So I found a statistic from 2017 that said there mm. was 3,823 pubs in London. <laughs> so I... <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that definitely puts it in perspective. I, yeah, was yeah. Expect I was expecting you to be like, now modern London has about 10,000 pubs in it. So, we so it's... But there's a bigger because... population. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so I would be like, that makes sense to me. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. To put Jesus that more in Christ. perspective, I found a statistic from 2015 saying yeah. that there were 6,984 pubs in all of Ireland. So during the London gin craze, London had more gin joints <laughs> than Ireland currently has pubs of the whole country. Wow. This was one city. <laughs> Even a thigh. Even more than a thigh. That's amazing. Yep. Jesus. And, we, and <laughs> you know so how many, many. pubs... You know how many pubs are in Ireland. So the fact that yeah. with a smaller population, mm -hmm. one city, sorry, did I say 1930? Sorry, 1730. Oh, oh. We're still oh in the gym. Sorry. Oh my God, what? What am I talking about? Yeah, sorry. sorry. Ig ignoring. 
1730. So we're 30 years after the gin craze. This is how much it's... So bef- so it was like around 1698 or the, the late 1600s. There was yeah. no gin. Within 30 years, there was 1,500 gin distilleries just in London. 7,000 gin joints just in London. And this is 1730. Okay, right. Yeah, that, yeah. That, okay, what? now... That is truly staggering. Because this is also like before. Wow, this is like this is just as the the empire is about to absolutely explode, right? So yeah, it was coming into the industrial era or like around. Yeah, that yeah, same yeah, of time. course. Ex- yeah, of course. Whoa, that's so many gin joints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 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 at this point you don't even have. I don't think anyway, and I'd be happy to be corrected. You don't have the influx of populations from recently occupied uh, colonial areas of the empire so you don't have like those populations coming back to the city so you just have like a lot of English people <laughs> getting absolutely tanked every day on 24 7 wow 24 7 yeah and i like yourself oh i was God. like okay i i saw this fact in on a lot of places the whole seven thousand like and there was probably yeah. it was seven thousand gin joints around that much but there was probably more illegal ones these illegal were just the one. ones on the census that was a question i forgot to ask i, I, yeah. I, I it popped into, into my head i was gonna say ask rather how many of these are licensed but okay those are the licensed yeah. ones okay gotcha now like like yourself i was like thinking okay seven thousand in london sounds like a lot but really you know london's a big city I don't know. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of glad I went to that extra effort to find those two statistics to just yeah. let you know that almost half of that is currently London pubs and all of Ireland does not have as like currently all of Ireland does not have as much gin joints as just London did in 1730. <laughs> like I I can't even imagine how it must have felt as well cuz I we've like you know I've walked through London and it feels like and you walk through Dublin and it feels like every second commercial unit is a yeah. pub sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. it was bad, like. Yeah, that's, and yeah, of course, and the demand. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many? How many gin distilleries did you say there were? Uh, one thousand five hundred, just in London. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So, so obviously, the streets being filled with drunk people constantly led to yeah. some bad things. Sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> There was a, and a and a gin panic amongst the upper class. Oh God, yeah. And I when, gin, I lo- I yeah. Love when you hear about the upper class getting panicked, it just makes me so happy. Well, to be like, fair, no, I know it's it's, yeah. it's it's reasonable in this case because like in this case the country is drinking itself to death. But I like when it's I like when it's something just like, London. I no, I I want to emphasize that this is oh, just it's London. Just, just London. Okay, gotcha. This is just London. Okay. Wow, that's great. Because I re- I really like stories from history where it's like they learned that like I don't know like working class people are now wearing top hats and the, and the really rich people are like no those are our things um, but the fact oh yeah okay great wow the gin panic love it it's really fun yeah so gin was blamed for everything for the rise of misery the rise of crime sex yeah. work insanity there were higher death rates and falling birth rates. Gin was to blame for everything, according to this these elite. Um, it was also, interestingly enough, these gin joints hmm. was the first time in England when women were allowed to drink alongside with men. So from the get-go, huh. gin had a very female vibe to it. Oh, yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. so, right? Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Because you see that in in book you read that in books sometimes or those books that bo- smart people read <laughs> no just like that you read like or, or see in movies about like those periods Peri- like period books or period movies and it there's always that the kind of gruff older male character who's like gin gin's a woman's drink mm-hmm. yeah i get it now and okay gin received such names oh, oh, please, at the time yeah, called, and i kind of yeah. want to bring back oh. i want to bring back these names ladies delight Madame Geneva and Mother Gin. I really like Madame Geneva. <laughs> that is class. I love it. I'm going to, with, with an ascot around my neck, I'm going to walk into a bar in Dublin and say, I'll take a, what is it, Madame Geneva. So, yeah. So also for 
the first one of the first times really in London you had a lot of drunk women as well. So it wasn't just men, it was drunk women. Okay. So because yep. of this, gin became the blame for any child neglect and also had another name, Mother's Ruin. <laughs> oh, another whoa, okay, that is... <laughs> it's a bit on the nose. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit, bit more direct. I think we'll leave that one in the past if at all possible. <laughs> yeah, so there was one particularly famous case and this is... This is one thing that happens a lot. I learn about something fun. I'm like, I'm going to do a fun history oh, podcast. Yeah. And then and then I it always gets a bit dark. And I, uh-huh, sure it know. does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the episode I had you on before, it's like, oh, what a fun guy. And he also beat his wife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. You always get these stories where you're like, oh, my God, the past is ever so goofy. And then you <laughs> you peel back one very thin layer of it. And you're like, oh, no, it's so much worse. It's so much worse than we could have imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Someone, I, I mean, it's a common thing, isn't it? That if you are not learning about the atrocities of history, you're not learning history. Oh yeah, so true. I 100. Mm-hmm. percent Yeah, and like as a, as an, as a, as a, as a trainee and incoming history teacher of the youth of this nation, um, <laughs> I, uh, that, it's all on your shoulders. That's by the way how I how I introduce myself to people now. <laughs> I'm an educator of the say, youth I, of I this nation. Intru- I didn't introduce you that at the start of the podcast. Oh, that's totally, no, that's totally fine. <laughs> it's grand. Okay. I, I'd, okay. I'd, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely prefer comedy more than teaching. Don't let your students hear that. What if they're listening? Oh. Your future students. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, all my like socials are on private and stuff. Like they'll find me, but uh, and and yeah, when I start doing like more visual comedy stuff, then yeah, for sure, it's gonna be a bit weird. But hey, um, but I was gonna, all I was gonna say was I do find that in like. <laughs> Even the history books that we use in class, I do occasionally have to put the book like to the side and be like, okay, um, we're going to have to just have a little talk, <laughs> have, a, have a little talk about this because that's not quite right <laughs> or it's, 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 it's very, very whitewashed. Um, so we need to be a bit more serious about this. And interestingly, even though we're in Ireland, I find that some of the material is a, it's quite, um, it's quite forgiving of uh, colonialism, um, which is really strange for Irish textbooks. So um, that's something that I have addressed in, in history classes thus far and will continue to do so uh, as we push forward. Good. I had, I had a really bad history teacher for the junior cert. Oh, really? And I didn't do it for even cert. Maybe if I had you, I would have been... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So there was a very famous case in 1734 when single mother Judith DeFore strangled her two-year-old child after collecting her from the workplace so she could sell the clothes the child's new clothes to buy gin and this was like the case about like why gin is terrible now personally i kind of connected to the whole and she was caught and hanged by the way right i think it's pretty extreme to just blame gin for that i think there's issue you know and it's kind of the whole video games cause violence Absol- type thing 100 it's like nah i think that person was probably yeah. gonna do that anyway i agree it's like yeah. i played grand theft auto non-stop from age like eight to 12 because i was the youngest i was allowed to play these video games where i would drove drove around uh shooting sex workers and killing yeah, people yeah. and doing the cheats to get the tank and yeah. running over people I, I played those kind of games all the time as a child yeah i definitely do do not have any murderous instinct yeah because of that maybe i do i don't know Um, but it's not the video game's (laughs) fault yeah but these kind of cases were used by the government to like try and do stuff so they were handed out pamphlets constantly about how horrible gin was some of them even included accusations which i have to believe is false that gin caused a few women to spontaneously combust oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh the past the past such a fascinating time (laughs) And it, the government was encouraging people to drink beer because it was safer. Sure. Yeah. Another example of how, like, danger, like, this stuff was killing people. A group of lo- Londoners offered a farm wor- worker a shilling for each pint of gin he drank. Oh, God. He managed three before oh, dying. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I Like, is that... God, it's not great. For a shilling. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's a quote from the vice chamberlain at the time. Do you know what a chamberlain is? 
there's lots of ranks in uh the the, <laughs> Brit- the british hierarchy that i just don't know what they do uh a chamberlain yeah, yeah. oh i don't know i i don't know vice chamberlain lord hervey uh um quote drunkenness of the common people was universal the uh-huh. whole town of london swarmed with drunken people from morning till night wow so there's a lot of propaganda because to be fair this, there was a real big issue yeah here. yeah yeah i, was, like, I, I don't look, think i can uh, uh, overemphasize <laughs> how bad london like this whole city was almost destroyed people weren't like showing up to work you could not yeah. walk down the streets without sure no look i am i'm the first person to be immediately distrustful of like a uh of a, of a kind of a government campaign that's like people need to stop doing this thing if it's if it doesn't seem if it doesn't seem uh, sound to a certain extent whereas if london is like kind of on fire because of gin maybe yeah you can get away with telling people to maybe hold off on uh, the gin and maybe have a glass of beer instead here's a another quote from a political pamphlet from 1751 mm-hmm. by a thomas fielding ah. A new kind of drunkenness, unknown to our ancestors, is lately sprung up among us, and which, if not put a stop to, will infallibly destroy a great part of the inferior people. Ooh, oh dear. Didn't like that terminology, wow. Oh gosh, that's strange. I love, I love the, the, the <laughs> historiosity of that, that's amazing. It's like, in a land before time, never before have we faced things like this, that's great. Well, I mean, it's kind of true, but sure. <laughs> yeah, it was really around like the 1950s where, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, people were like, okay, we actually really got to fix this now. So sorry. Uh, is, most... that, is that 1750s or 1950s? 1750. Okay, cool. So I told you, so, so this whole thing that I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. is really from 1700 to like 1760. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah grand. So, uh, William Hogarth created and published a print titled Gin Lane, basically showing disturbing gin-infused scenes, quite over the top. You know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? I'll actually just send it to you and you can explain it. Oh, please, it. yeah. Um, w- one thing I would like to say, uh, I am all for the creation of a um, of a, <laughs> a, a, bowl, a, a bowling sitcom called Gin Lane. <laughs> That'd be kind of great, uh, based around people, people drinking gin and bowling all the time. To contrast the gin lane, uh, William Hogarth also released uh, Beer Lane, which is described as here all is joyous and thriving. Industry and jolty go hand in hand. So it's part of this propaganda. It's the, the rival bowling league. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Beer Street on the left there in this in this picture and gin lane on the right. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> there's so a lot going on. <laughs> this, there's a huge amount going on. There. For for the listeners, I I love the differences here because on Beer Lane, which is it's full of people who are happy. Have there's a good time. industry industry going on. There is there appears to be an artisan painting a sign with careless abandon. <laughs> Jolly people carrying uh, large tankards of gin. There's somebody balancing fish and a basket on their head. There is a a pawnbroker uh, who is being handed uh, who's being handed a a a a, a tankard of uh, of beer, and in the back I see a pa- palanquin. Is that what they're called? The carrying the thing you used to carry rich people around in. Um, that's there. But lane. people are just having a great time. People are having a really good time on on Beer Street. Uh, Gin Lane, however, <laughs> is a different story entirely. There is literally a building falling down in the back. There's bricks falling off it. Uh, I like how also the main business in the dead center of the photo, or so, to so, sort of center right, I'm pretty sure is uh, the sign for a um, a funeral director. Um, loads of coffins as well, just in the background. Loads yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, very true. There's people. There's yeah. There's um. <laughs> I see a little picture of a uh, two people uh, lifting a a a dead body into a coffin with what looks to be a baby sitting beside it. Uh-huh, yeah, it's um, very grim. There's. <laughs> Yeah, this is all background stuff now. There's obviously a massive brawl happening on the right yeah. as well. Yeah, so let's talk about the foreground. Um, yeah. the, the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so foreground is... I mean, like, the foreground is is dominated by this horrendous picture of a woman uh, whose baby, yeah, is just <laughs> falling off a building. Um, which is... And she... Oh, her, her, the gin has made her happy about it. It looks like she's holding a snuff box as yeah, well. Yeah, she's, she's too distracted um, with her snuff because she's so drunk on gin that her baby's just... She doesn't even care. My God. Yeah um wow this is this and is an the man incredible... starving to death 
Oh yeah, look at that. Ma- Whoa, he's like, <laughs> he's not doing well. He's not he doing well. He looks like a pirate. He does. And his dog, <laughs> his dog's sadly looking at his empty gin cup. Wow, this is amazing. Oh, he's 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 also got a pamphlet that says the downfall of ooh something gin. That's great. Wow, the difference is here. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you something. If I was alive at that point, that time, I think I'd want to have a stroll down Beer Street instead of Gin Lane. Call me crazy. Yeah, so this was one of the major pieces of propaganda to be like, lads, can we calm down on the gin, yeah, please? Yeah, of course. Wow. Um, but it gives you a good idea. I mean, that was done in 1751. It gives you a good idea of yeah. the cultural perception of gin at this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, super, super clear. So so obviously the government, you know, realized pretty early on that, oh, we got it. This gin thing's not that yeah. great, is it? <laughs> yeah, they, they realized, okay, we need to fix this dawn of the dead aesthetic that London streets have acquired. <laughs> yeah. So there were like four gin acts brought in 1979-1746-1743-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1747-1
led to what is considered, what is often considered the world's first vending machine, um, the <laughs> P- Puss and Mew machine. Ooh, I don't like that name. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it's a weird name. <laughs> it does, I don't like it. <laughs> it's a weird name. Um, but it was invented by an Irish man oh. in his late 20s, Dudley Bradstreet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Dudley. Um, so what this basically was... Don't tell me it, it is... vended cats. No. Okay. Or it vended gin. No, sure. But <laughs> sorry, we're talking yeah. about cats now. I was like, is it a cat vending machine? Okay. Well, it, it shapes like a cat. But it serves gin. Oh, oh, that's fun. <laughs> I suppose. It's very yeah, fun. That's, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. right. It must have pussing me. Okay, I get it. Right. It was basically like a window in an alleyway, which was boarded over with a wooden cat. Okay. And it was like far away from the building's front door. So this guy, he had studied the most current gin act, and this would have been 1936, the one that he was dealing with here. Okay. And basically found a loophole in that authorities had no right to enter a locked house. And people needed to know the name of the person renting the house to sell them out to authorities. So because the cat was there blocking the actual exchange, there was no, you couldn't see someone distributing gin. Oh, that's kind of genius. Avoiding fines. So we can't find this house. It appears to be a cat instead. Yeah. So what would you do is you would like go up to this like wooden cat and you would be like, puss, give me two penny worth of gin. And then you would put the coins in the cat's mouth and it would slide into the back through to the gin seller who would then pour gin down a lead pipe that came out the cat's paw. A lead pipe. Terrific. Terrific. Lead good back then. Yeah, no, of course. You know yeah, lead, brings, lead breeds moral character. That's really fun. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, it was a hit and he made lots of money and as well as it inspiring loads of various copycats ah, yeah there we go all right come on we're having fun yeah we're having fun i'll find you a picture of this post so there's one main one that became really the talk of the town and then there's a few more copy ones but it's it's pretty it's pretty great i think i love that idea because lead pipe notwithstanding it does kind of seem like yeah, yeah. it does seem like the kind of thing you'd see in a really hipstery gin bar now <gasps> that is not what i it's thought a- it looked like <laughs> oh my god Oh, I need those everywhere. That's the face is horrifying. <laughs> well, you need to be. You need to put the coins in. No. Of... So you go. You go. Give me some gin, Kitty, and then. <laughs> and it just went. Meow, here's your leddy gin. <laughs> oh, I love it. I want them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. In 1951, I would say is when you know that's when the gin lane and beer street came out. That's really when political people. And like really put there and the government were like, man, these acts aren't working. We really need to fix this. We can't like, like the whole of London will collapse because of gin. Like if it continued the way it was going, there would like, there would like, there would be no London. That's great. We're trying our best. We're doing everything. We're putting in these stupid acts and a guy just made a door. That's a cat that spits gin out. Nothing's working. So gin production decreased from 7 million gallons in 1751 because it was already kind of dwindling to like 4.25 million gallons oh my God. in 1752. It's a shame. The lowest level for two decades. Uh, the gin craze was finally dwindling and would soon end for good due to, you know, better, more thought out regulations. Yeah. All of the propaganda that we briefly talked about earlier. But mainly what really did it was the price of grain went up. Oh, so yeah. It was... I'll do it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, wow. I'll do it. So by 1757, it had almost disappeared entirely. Oh. So 60 years. Just in time for the new craze to hit oh, London. God. Tell me it's opium. Tea. <laughs> oh, well, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the Make opium. Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Teacups were manufactured with messages in the bottom saying, don't put gin in me. <laughs> Wait. Which is a really, you probably buy them at uh, Urban Outfitters or something. It's there's, such a, like, there's a, a this is, this isn't a, this isn't a plug of anybody I know, but there's a, uh, a ceramic, like a, like an artisan ceramic manufacturer called Miss Havisham's Curiosities. It's on Instagram and she creates cups that have messages in the bottom of them, but they're all like, um, like time for you to leave, um, and they're kind of like vaguely aggressive, but that's really funny. 
What, what, what was it? Don't put gin in me? Yeah. Don't put wow. gin in me. Yeah. And, you know, it's probably... <laughs> it's like, it's probably guess for, I won't. I mean, bad for the rest of humanity. Bad for the rest of the world, yeah. but good for England that they, you know, started drinking tea instead of gin all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Maybe that's what, like, <laughs> kicks... kicks it was it was well i mean oh that's a that's a i was gonna say maybe that's what kick-started the the uh the empire but definitely talking about tea was a contributing factor uh if everyone was yeah, yeah. Them, gin, gin, um, gin on the day. it was it's like that old phrase isn't it like the irish would have created would have would rule the world if it wasn't for guinness or something oh yeah it was whiskey yeah yeah something like that so by the 1800s gin was now pretty heavily regulated because they were like we don't we let's not ha- let this happen again. yeah 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 sure and people held funerals for madame geneva oh i would um <laughs> i feel like the gin craze is a classic example of what happens when you introduce like a, a drug or a substance without social norms attached to it mm. and yeah. that's the end of the gin craze that's wow. everything i have anyway uh that's amazing i know i did not realize it, it lasted that long i didn't realize it was so catastrophic i didn't realize the government were bumbling around for years trying to figure out what to do <laughs> That's amazing. Wow, what a great what a great story. Mm. Has it changed gin. your perspective of gin? No, it's yeah. it's still Sunday. I might have a gin and tonic later on. <laughs> I love gin. Just created a city of just extreme alcoholics, yeah. which I guess London is it's Ex- not that much different. So <laughs> there's just more social norms about how to drink it it's like, now. It's, it's so it was accessible. It was incredibly cheap. Whereas, of course, that's the operative difference now. Because yeah. you get a gin and tonic in London now and it costs you like £11 or something. And they serve it in a goblet. The, I will not go on a rant now. I hate the gin goblet. So, you know the, the big old, big, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. That it's served in. I That drives me nuts. Because I love getting a gin and tonic in a bar when we can go back to bars properly. Um, But I, every single time, I will just be like, I, I ask, can you just give it to me in a normal glass, please? And it's not for any kind of aesthetic reasons. I really just hate the the vibe of it. Well, I suppose it, that is kind of aesthetic. No, they're I don't pretty, like holding it. I don't like. They're awful. Yeah, they're awful. For me. I they're, I worked me. in a bar for a good few years, and I would only serve in the gin glasses if it was a super fancy gin cocktail that someone was asking for, or sure. if they specifically asked for a big fancy gin glass. For a big fancy. And the gotcha. amount of people that ask for a big fancy gin glass, and I'm like, man, just take the tumbler. Yeah. It's gin and tonic. It's not like... Also, there's too much ice in it. There's too much ice in the goblet. Mm, yeah, yeah. Now, the goblet yeah. does only work for one cocktail that I made called a Titanic, which is a very good gin and tonic drink that you okay. would enjoy. But it's basically one of those... What's in a Titanic? Um, It's basically one of those... Well, at least in the bar that I worked at, I don't know if this is actually a proper cocktail, but a giant one of those like fishbowl gin glasses with yeah. loads of ice, um, loads mm. of gin... Hmm. elderflower tonic and like a, oh, yeah. and like a handful of like it's actually really it's actually really gory because it's like like chopped up bits of strawberry and raspberry to like symbolize like all the blood and stuff and then like a slice of orange wait <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna ask why is it called titanic because <laughs> all the ice wow. and like yeah bits of fruit to symbolize people uh, screaming and dying and then you would like use really the funny. the glass bottle that the Tonic that water? the tonic would come oh, in bitters? you just leave it oh, up sure. in and in, in it so it was like a... oh okay very good yeah anyway. yeah yeah there you go <laughs> yeah so that's it's quite funny that's gin the london gin craze how gin almost crippled an entire city yeah. and also as far as my research was concerned it wasn't really that bad outside yeah, of london that's interesting so i bet like the rest of england when all these acts being brought in we're like yeah darn londoners that's screwing so it for the rest of us i mean like yeah up until I mean, like, it took a while for London not... Like, when London became a cesspool way back when, it took a while to put itself out of that, like, couple of centuries. Yeah. <laughs> for it not to be, like, this wild place. Um, but yeah, that's Jin. Thank you so much for coming on, Niall. I hope you learned something. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> it's great. Um, I love coming on. I love learning stories. It's yay. fun. Uh, would you like to plug anything? Or let people know where they can find Ooh, you? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'd love to plug some stuff. So, um, you can find me on Instagram in a couple of places. Um, I'm on Instagram at Niall Johnsoning Your Breath Away is my tag. Uh, I also have a baking Instagram account because I like to bake stuff. Um, it's ugly underscore yums. Uh, you can go on there and see bake stuff. The the, the name being uh, uh, 
was created because I, 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 I liked baking things and sometimes they wouldn't look that great uh, because I'm an amateur baker trying to get trying to get better at it. But the stuff has actually turned out okay thus far. So if you like looking at baked goods, um, I post on that pretty regularly. Uh, also, um, I'm part of uh, a sketch team with Mob Theatre Dublin. Uh, we're called the Bootsy Boys. You can find us on Instagram at the Bootsy Boys. We've got a really, really fun project coming up that I can't announce exactly what it is just yet. But um, it's uh, a radio play. It's based on the creation of a cultural, an, Ir- an <laughs> Irish American cultural icon. Um, it's uh, very much a parody of uh, of a vanity project of his. Is mm-hmm. all I'm going to say right now. It's going to be really, really fun. Uh, I was in the recording for it a couple of weeks ago, and it was terrific. So yeah. look out for that, Bootsy Boys uh, Instagram. Thank you so much. That's everything. Thank you for <laughs> having I, me on. What I will say is um, I'm very privileged to have some insider scoops and it's such a great <gasps> project. It's such a great project. <laughs> Thank so you. Thank you so much. to the listeners. So oh, do, yeah. do keep uh, like do keep your eye on both Niall's Instagram page and Bootsy Boys because I can't wait to see what they've done from what I've heard of it. It's I can't yeah. wait till they're able to announce it fully. Um, I, yeah. feel, I feel like a, a little insider. Um, yeah. And you I've been, yeah, I have been Saoirse Shanae. I also have stuff to plug, which is really exciting, which I forgot to be doing. Um, <laughs> but the uh, Dublin Gay Theatre Festival are, are releasing a series of plays online for free to view. And they will be available to view from this week. At, when am I releasing this? Yeah, from this week, actually. If you're li- like, I'm, I'm like transporting my brain to when I'm releasing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Some point at this week, and that's through my, and I wrote a piece called Tess, which is like a 10, 15 minute monologue play that will be available to view for, for free. So do follow Screen for Ireland on the socials and you can, ch- there'll be loads of links checking that out. This weekend, again, I'm doing my maths. This weekend, sure. About Face Theatre um, have done a really lovely thing. They did it last year as well. They got eight writers to um, write a short play based on a Zoom call with an Irish actor and an American actor. And then they put them all together in like a series of, plays so tickets for that are available and that's this weekend friday saturday and sunday with about face and it's the transatlantic tales and i'm really happy that i've been announced as i one of the writers for that so i have a fun little piece that i'd love for you to see and um so it's so exciting to actually have stuff to plug after a a series of of nothing Um, and in general i also do a podcast called absurd real history you're listening to it right now but (gasps) do uh do tell people about it because I like doing it and it's fun but now that the world's starting up again I need to kind of make an active decision is this a viable thing to keep doing so if you stroke my ego and tell me it's great all the time then I might just keep doing it and what else is there I think that's it for for now my screen for Ireland uh, my socials are in the, the link below and yeah that's that's everything I might go get a get a gym <laughs> I also, I also might get a gin. I'm really feeling it right now. <laughs> that, oh, that story did nothing to dissuade me. All I want is gin now. <laughs> <laughs>